Welcome to the Dr. Marcy Show today on the Path Forward Utah. I am Dr. Marcy Campbell talking about strong mental health and especially about being aware, aware with new ideas, new perspectives, so we can all increase our knowledge in this fun thing that we call life. We are brought to you today by FedbyRavensMedia.com and their sponsors, and we can be found on most streaming services. So today, I, as oftentimes we do, we like to focus on strong mental health and kind of what's going on in the world today. And also, I, I wish I could talk about it more, but today I'm going to be focusing on a particular type of treatment and does it work or does it not work? And today I brought on a guest that I'll be introducing in just a minute regarding medical marijuana. Does marijuana help us with our mental health or does it make it worse? He's going to be giving his perspective and all the the experiences that he has had with it that I think can help broaden our perspective. So for those of you out there who are unfamiliar with marijuana, um, I could take the entire time talking about what marijuana is, all the different compounds, but just for a very brief introduction of marijuana, it's technically considered a depressant, a depressant, we consider something that slows the systems down, so to speak, rather than hyperactivates neurotransmitters, it slows down um, the systems. And so it's considered a depressant. And as many of you are aware, we do have the option of a very regulated, I would say, and stringent medical marijuana option in the state of Utah currently. And some of those regulations could change. It'll be interesting to see how it goes forward. I'm interested today, more particularly in marijuana, medical marijuana, and um, how does it affect our mental health? So as an introduction, uh, KSL This Week reported just some interesting studies being done on uh, marijuana vaping and teens. All right. So this is what they reported this week, a study out of Atlanta, marijuana vaping by school-aged youth doubled between 2013 and 2020, which shouldn't be surprising because of course the conversation about marijuana has expanded significantly in the last decade, right? Um, With reported use within the last 30 days, rising sevenfold during the same time period. They go on to report that today's high is much more intense than it was in the past, even that of a mere decade ago, according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Modern ultra-potent strains of weed can contain over 15% THC compared to the 4% or so available in the 90s. And then they quote uh, an academic, a PhD out of Australia that was part of the studies, And he says the use of cannabis products with high THC that are easily achievable through vaping raises several potential problems. Um, He goes on to say, not only is it linked to poor cognitive development in adolescents, it could increase risk of dependence, other substance use, and many other health, social, and behavioral problems later in life. And that's by author Carmen Lim, a PhD out of Queensland, Australia. The CDC, within the same um, report here on KSL, the CDC said the teen brain is actively developing and often will not be fully developed until the mid-20s. 
adding that use during that time can have permanent effects such as poor coordination and damage to learning, memory, problem-solving skills, and the ability to pay attention. The use of weed by teens is linked to poor school performance and an increased likelihood of dropping out. In addition, the CDC warns that the teen use of marijuana has been linked to a range of mental health problems in teens, such as depression or anxiety, and even, they say, psychosis. Heavy use of marijuana by teens and young adults with mood disorders, such as depression and bipolar disorder, is linked to an increased risk of self-harm, suicide attempts, and death, according to a study published in January. So this is reported by KSL last week. When I look into mental health and its correlation with marijuana use, I found something on the complete opposite spectrum. So on the one hand, you've got these studies that show there's depression, anxiety, potentially psychosis with teens that have been vaping marijuana in the last decade. So on the other hand, this is something on the complete other end of the spectrum. The American Psychological Association reported in 2018 that according to several studies, they have found that patients who used cannabis to treat a range of medical problems, including anxiety, had largely improved cognitive performance, reduced clinical symptoms and anxiety-related symptoms, as well as a reduced use of conventional medications, including opioids, benzodiazepines, and other mood stabilizers and antidepressants. So which one is it? Which one is it? Does marijuana help with mental health issues or does it make it worse? Um, so I've been tracking this and following it throughout the last decade because I've had mixed reviews with both clients. And certainly as, as most of the audience is aware that I've been teaching college for over 10 years. And so we have these discussions as trends come and go. And I have quite honestly, mixed reviews by people who have used it. And so today I've brought on a guest who has been very involved in the medical marijuana um, push and successfully, in my understanding, was a participant in, in successfully achieving the task of bringing medical marijuana and, and having it um, become a law in the state of Utah. So I brought on this guest, Nate Kazarian, and welcome to the show, Nate. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you being on the show. So if you could help the audience understand a little bit of your background, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved in the medical marijuana legislation. So um, it's something that I've been around because I've been in a lot of bands. So I, I, you know, I've seen it used, um, you know, I've used it in the past. Um, it always uh, gave me like, anxiety to begin with but i'll dive into that later i'll kind of i kind of want to stay on task here um so in april of 2017 my wife was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and i'm sorry to hear that i'm sure that was incredibly difficult news yeah it it, it was hard um i i remember trying to figure out how to tell my kids and i had to uh <laughs> What I did is I just seeked out one of my 
Facebook friends that I felt was like a really good mom and <laughs> would know how to handle something like that. Just, just a really good parent that I could combine in and get some advice on how to break it to my children. I, I think that that was like the most difficult part and probably one of the most difficult conversations I've ever had in my life. Um, so moving, moving forward, um, after she was diagnosed, we wanted to try CBD and that that was even sketchy in Utah. I remember the people we got CBD from, they didn't even put a label on the bottle just because they didn't want anybody to be able to prove um, what, what was in there. So um, anyways, like I ended up in this battle like fighting for healthcare because it, it took four months for her to get healthcare. Um, in that time, I pretty much just dissolved my business. Um, we moved out of the house, um, moved into a 26 foot travel trailer that somebody donated to us, um, a lady that followed me on social media. So that became home for a while. We packed our rescue kitties into it. Um, we ended up finally putting it on the side of my in-laws house because we were parking it on a street and that can be like problematic and you can you can get harassed so um and at that time we were kind of in and out of my in-laws house so I didn't really have anything going for me because my business was gone um I was financially ruined um and my my full-time job became like just becoming a caregiver so and as becoming a caregiver is that when you discovered or had you already thought about had you already no. thought about would marijuana benefit my wife at this point in time so i'll remind the audience this was 2017 2018 is that correct yeah and we we were um yeah right away we were we were curious about it and we wanted to try it and we heard a lot of things about um it, it benefiting patients that were fighting cancer that's um, interesting. Would... So we got to take a hard break here okay. for some of our uh, sponsor advertising. But on the other end of the on the other end, I'd just be interested in hearing about the process of helping it become legislation in the state of Utah. So medical marijuana and the process of it becoming helpful and benefit to benefit those suffering from pain in the state of Utah. You've been listening to the Dr. Marcy Show. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors not available in all states. You spend a third of your life in bed. That's why we make the most comfortable sheets in the very best way. 
I'm Scott Tannen. Eight years ago, my wife Missy and I founded Bowlin Branch to create the new standard in bedding. We source pure organic cotton and put workers' rights first. Today, Bowlin Branch makes the highest quality sheets in the entire industry. You'll feel the difference of our famous signature sheets. They're made from pure organic cotton and get softer with every single wash. Now's the perfect time to try Bowlin Branch sheets, pillows, bath towels, and so much more. Each is made with super soft organic cotton by workers who are paid fairly and have come to feel like family. It's time to make the better choice and get the new standard in bedding. Visit BowlinBranch.com today for free shipping and returns. Experience a new standard of comfort at BowlinBranch.com and take 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code GOLD. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code GOLD. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch, too. You can start saving each month, which is huge, but right now, they'll waive your joining fee, so you'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited-time offer. you got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Welcome back to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah. I am Dr. Marcy Campbell talking today with guest Nate Gazarian. We are discussing medical marijuana and the use of marijuana as a treatment for, or I will also add potentially against mental health. So Nate, you were talking before the break about um, your involvement in the medical marijuana campaign in the state of Utah. So what is it that you, we found out that you're, because of your wife's diagnosis, you had become involved in looking for treatments for her for pain. And I I think that's how it started. Your story started in getting involved with the medical marijuana legislation. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. And um, how that, how that came about, um, we, we started using CBD and then we found a local plug and we were getting this tincture from California and we tried THC. Her cancer markers went from 6,000 down to 100. It mitigated her nausea, um, all of her symptoms. It gave her the ability to sleep. She did have a little bit of anxiety to begin with. So we decided there's something to this. Um, We were gonna become medical refugees and move to Oregon. We had a space up there. Um, I was listening to a song on the radio and it got in the way of me doing that. And I'm like, I'm going to stand my ground and fight. And I showed up at the Capitol. And before I showed up at the Capitol, I was using my meme page. Um, I started memeing politicians. I started making infographics. I started making, um, interactive PDFs where people could just click 
buttons on the PDF and email their house reps and senators. And it would also populate the dialer and the phone. So the only thing I had going for me was this meme page. And I use that meme page to kind of just start fighting the powers that be. Um, my memes started getting pulled up on the screens at the Capitol about these senators and house reps. And it's like, okay, I got their attention. And that was the only way I could get their attention because they didn't want to seem to listen to patients or caregivers or make them part of the process. And even when I dove into those committees, I dove into those, the, the, the health and human service committees and interns, it, it was like, they weren't even listening. Like I, I had, I had Paul Ray walk off of committee while I was testifying. He just walked off like he had better stuff to do. So um, there, there was, I, I didn't feel like we were being like represented. I didn't feel like my wife was being hurt. So I just continued to fight with memes. That was, that was the only way I could do it. But by doing that, her story started going viral and our, our lawsuit ended up in Forbes magazine. And I, I also ran for Lieutenant governor, um, with, with Zach Moses and we would have advanced a little bit further, but we were, instead of taking signatures to get on the ballot, we were taking signatures to stop the food tax increase. Yes, and that's how we became acquainted was the 2019 <laughs> tax referendum. Yeah, exactly. So appreciate your work and efforts in that. So I'm, I, it's my understanding that you're a proponent of medical marijuana. You saw the benefits of it in the case, in your wife's case, right? Especially yeah. in, in terms of pain and being able to sleep, et cetera. Um, so I wanted to ask you uh, your, the good aspects of marijuana use <laughs> and your understanding. What is the good aspects of marijuana use? Um, I, I have seen people detox off of heroin using cannabis. It's, it's actually an exit drug for, for heroin users. Um, I am uh, vice president of a, a nonprofit, um, Unsheltered Utah, and we, we go out and we work with the unsheltered community. There's a lot of drug use. I've seen people come off of heroin even before that. Um, there were people in the cannabis space that were able to just completely get away from heroin. So I, I think that's another positive aspect, but um, when, when my wife was taking Oxycontin, she was throwing up blood because there was just so much going on with her body. She had um, chronic ascites. Um, she, she, she was in bad shape. Um, when, when she did adjust to the anxiety stuff, she was doing, THC doses upwards of 100 to 1,000 milligrams, which is pretty intense. But um, she she also had a seizure, which I was able to stop with CBD oil, and that that was like watching a miracle. Um, I didn't know what else to do, so somebody donated. I put it underneath her gums. I massaged it, and it just it stopped it instantly. So I, I've seen about a million different benefits. Um, I've seen people beat ulcerative colitis and put it into remission. It's, it's an amazing anti-inflammatory. Um, 
I've seen little children that are having seizures go from 500 seizures a day down to 10, sometimes five, sometimes zero, and then just go months and months and months without having seizures. Now, CBD oil can do that, but with the they found with the introduction of a little bit of THC, there's there's a strain called Charlotte's Web, um, aka hippie's disappointment is what they call it. Because there's there's a little more THC, but not enough to really, you know, affect you. So um, they they found that was a magic ratio just to stop seizures in their tracks, and that's that's kind of where the the Doug and Ashley Rice story comes in. If if you want to look that up sometime, if you... the Doug and Ashley Rice story. If those yeah. that are interested in looking that up, so clearly there's been evidences mm-hmm. that medical marijuana is beneficial in some situations correct yes have are you aware of bad aspects of marijuana use um i am uh there there are some aspects of it that i feel some people shouldn't probably use it um now as far as it causing psychosis i don't really believe that but i believe if somebody has a condition like a pre-existing condition like schizophrenia or psychosis I've seen people use it and it wasn't really right for them. It kind of amplified that psychosis, but these, these were already underlying conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that as well. People who with schizophrenia, even if they didn't know that they have schizophrenia, if there's any underlying potential for psychosis and then Mm -hmm. they use marijuana, it, it definitely amplified the psychosis. So I agree with that. But yeah, I, I, I have seen like negative aspects of it. I've also seen um, w- right now in Utah, we're del- dealing with this Delta eight thing where they just, it's people trying to duck regulation and it's, it's going to actually create more regulation. So what the main process of Delta eight THC, Delta nine THC is from cannabis and it's, it's through a process called decarboxylation. So when you, when you heat up cannabis, um, hence why people smoke it, it converts THCA to THCB and it kind of activates a psychoactive effect. So um, Delta-8 THC is just kind of, we, we call it frankenweed. So what they're doing is they're taking CBD and soaking it in acid and then people can, you know, get the, the same effects off of decarboxylated THCA, which is THCB or Delta-9. But, um, I mean, we're, we're talking like pool acid. They're soaking, you know, um, it's, I don't think it's right for the medical market. Um, I'm not big on regulation, but um, I don't think it should be pushed on patients. Um, there's been people having massive adverse effects with that. So that's very interesting. Um, So certainly people can take marijuana, change it, mix it up a little bit, and there's adverse reactions to it. So it does need to seem like it needs to have some kind of, we know what's going on or what we're taking is exact. Would you agree with that? At least even if you're not in favor of regulations, maybe you do need to know exactly what people are taking, smoking, et cetera. So let's find out his answer on the other end. After the break, you've been listening to The Dr. Marcy Show with our guest, Nate Kazarian. 
Welcome back to the Dr. Marcy Show. This is Dr. Marcy Campbell talking about strong mental health on the Path Forward Utah. I'd like to take an opportunity to do a shout out for our sponsor, Brixton's Baked Potato in Ogden. It's fantastic. It's delicious. If you haven't given it a try, it's a real treat. And Ogden is a great area. So if you haven't been up there to check it out, go see what's happening downtown Ogden and get a meal from Brixton's Baked Potato. It is owned by our own Jamie Renda, the superstar that put the Path Forward Utah group together. She is, oh, how do you describe a Jamie Renda who's involved in so many different aspects across the state of Utah, doing her best to try to maintain the freedoms that we enjoy here in the state of Utah. So Again, check out Brixton's Baked Potato in downtown Ogden. We've been talking today with Nate Kazarian regarding medical marijuana, um, some of the ways and aspects and contributing factors that he participated in in getting medical marijuana here in the state of Utah. But I want to switch gears now and more specifically look at marijuana and its use in terms of mental health. As most of you are aware, um, it appears that mental health is, I shouldn't say is, has declined significantly during 2020 and post-2020. Um, it seems like the rates of depression, anxiety are remarkably on the rise. I know that statistics for suicide have been somewhat fiddled with, but certainly at the sheriff's level, they are indicating that suicide rates have gone up. And, um, and I think that most of us have a tremendous amount of, um, I would say, compassion and empathy for all the difficult situations that have come, that have arisen since COVID, um, in terms of job loss, in terms of homelessness, in terms of rent going up, or a potential of losing a place to live, uh, in terms of work stability. And then by and large, a lot of people have been struggling with that kind of heaviness, and which can lead to a sense of hopelessness that seems like the horizon is unknown. And so people have really struggled. And recently, we are finally starting to hear more about mental health and children, which is one that I really worry about. And and quite frankly, in the very beginning was an um, advocate for not masking children in schools because I know how synaptic connections work in children and they need to see the face in order to develop the synaptic connections of social awareness. And, um, and so I've been really worried about that. My daughter works at a medical center as a medical assistant and she reports that the physicians there and in her day-to-day -day work that it seems like their docket each, each day now is consistently parents bringing children in for mental health issues. I need to report that again. Consistently doctors are reporting, at least in my daughter's situation, that it seems like their docket is full of children with mental health issues right now. And so it is a huge problem and we need to, you know, be on the lookout. What are we going to do about the aftermath? Well, the continued, I would say, and aftermath of COVID in terms of mental health. And so I brought this guest on today, Nate Kazarian, to talk about marijuana. Is it a potential for treatment 
for mental health issues, or does it make it worse? I said at the beginning, I've been tracking this for some time because it was on my radar when I, when Colorado passed that it was just completely legal because at that point I had clients who had told me that they were addicted to marijuana. I knew teenagers that were addicted to marijuana and the studies had come out saying that you can't get addicted to marijuana when they were passing that in Colorado. So whenever I hear things that are not conducive to reality, I just kind of think, well, what are they pushing here? What's really going on? Is it about the money, right? So that was on my radar from the very beginning of kind of promoting research that wasn't a complete picture of the research. And as you saw that I read today, two conflicting reports about the research of marijuana. In my opinion, we're not getting the full picture of what's going on. We're getting two different sides that are promoting two different things, and it's very difficult to discern what is the complete picture of marijuana use. And I think how we ended at the end of the last break um, talking about, well, maybe we don't have the answers because maybe we really don't know which type of marijuana is being used, what additives are in there what percentage of THC is in the marijuana. And I think maybe we're getting conflicting results because we're not getting down to the bottom of the actual use of what the marijuana is. So I'll bring Nate back on right now to talk a little bit more about his experience with the different, I guess, potentials of marijuana use based on what's actually in the marijuana. Nate, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about your experience with what's in the marijuana. So what, what I would like to see is patients having the ability to grow their own plant at home. That's, that would be, that would have been the best fit for my wife. She wanted to use THCA, which Utah patients haven't really had a lot of access to THCA. Um, they didn't have access to juicing. My wife wanted to juice. She wouldn't have even got high from it because the the plant wouldn't have been heated up. It wouldn't have been decarboxylated. She she really did a lot of research. She wanted to try it. Um, we were actually going to try it. We were going to grow a couple plants. And then during the compromise, that was taken away from her. And then Another thing that was also taken away during the compromise was our ability to make our own extracts. And I, I did, I did make extracts for her. I made can of coconut oil. I made tinctures. Um, there's, there was several different mediums that helped. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't work as well. Um, I don't think, I don't think cannabis or anything is a one size fits all thing but i've i've seen i've seen the benefits i've seen the other side of it usually i've seen a lot more benefits they they outweigh the negative thing um i know in terms of medical or are you talking in terms of mental health um mental health and just just medicinally across the board i i I, I think when my wife was like at the end of her life, it, it mitigated a lot of her anxiety and gave her the ability to sleep. And it, it's it's kind of funny because that flipped because she's one of the people that 
didn't really react well to THC and it can give you a little bit of anxiety, but you can also build up a tolerance to it. But on the anxiety side. Yeah. I remember there was just nights where she was terrified to go to sleep. She would have panic attacks. She knew, she knew she was in her last days. And then she would take some can of coconut oil and she would calm down and she would sleep and she got the rest she needed. So I'm glad that it was helpful for her. So I think on the medical side, there's been evidence that it's, that it's definitely beneficial for many, maybe not everybody, but no medicine is beneficial for everyone. Right. So it's difficult to say hundred percent of the time, this works for everybody. It's difficult to say that for marijuana, but I do think we need a more and a better understanding. I just feel like we don't have enough of a knowledge. Maybe there's not enough conclusive evidence specifics like you say juicing do we know that much about juicing i mean i don't think very many people know that much about it right so it just seems like we're still in the middle of the not knowing very much i can tell you that i've had many clients that i've worked with patients and even students say the negative aspect of marijuana use it made me depressed i became apathetic i wouldn't get off the couch i didn't want to go to work i does that make sense so i have i have on the one hand people saying but then again who knows who knows what level of marijuana use they were using? Who knows what level of THC was in it? All I know is they're reporting, I was addicted. It made me depressed. It made me have anxiety. Um, I didn't know what it was. I was apathetic, right? So I, I get reports a lot of the negative because that's the industry I'm in. So of course you get the negative reporting of things. But I also realize there's positive aspects for some people. Right. And um, I just think we don't have a very clear picture of exactly what's going on. I think education in terms of maybe the best way to be benefited from it, which you nailed earlier, which is a lot that we don't have in the state of Utah yet. Right. How do we get that? I, I think what's problematic is it's a Schedule One controlled substance, and they can't really dive into further research on it. But that doesn't mean it hasn't been researched forever. Like, Israel. so we'll talk more about the research on the other end. That would be great to hear more about the research, um, and that's what I'm interested in. How can we find out more about it? for the benefit of people in the state of Utah. You've been listening to the Dr. Marcia Show on the Path Forward Utah. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both... Why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. That's because MediShare 
works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network. So, yeah, really, you could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Long Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy points and availability vary by state. Welcome back to our last segment today of the Dr. Marcy Show. I'm Dr. Marcy Campbell talking about strong mental health and what can we do post-2020 to uh, increase the strength of our mental health so we can uh, accomplish those things of overcoming hardships and the hardships that have been thrust upon us with COVID and um And what is it that we can do about it? Knowing that mental health has been struggling for so many across the spectrum, right? And so today we've got our guest on Nick Zarian talking about medical marijuana and can marijuana benefit mental health or does it make it worse? I am still confused by the research because some research says it's beneficial and some research says it's bad for us. Now, there's a part of me in my industry that can can see why marijuana would be not beneficial for teenagers as their brains are developing and they need to have opportunity to make synaptic connections. And I think if the systems are slowed down, it's more difficult for those synaptic connections. Now that doesn't mean in rare cases, it might not be beneficial, but I can see overall how it's not beneficial 
for teens and young adults to be regularly using marijuana because their brain needs the opportunity to develop synaptic connections. Having said that, I'm really interested in knowing specifically, um, and I don't know if it means that we need, is it CBD? Is it a certain percentage of THC? Is it juiceables? Is it heated up, not heated up? What is it that is beneficial in terms of mental health? And what is not beneficial so people can avoid it? Now, certainly we know if you have a history of psychosis, marijuana is probably going to amplify that in most cases. So stay away in that situation. But having said that, can can we develop something that is beneficial for people in terms of marijuana? So Nate, before the break, was talking about uh, or wanted to talk about some studies out of Israel. So could you bring us up to speed on that, Nate? Yeah, so there's there's actually a scientist in Israel that's been researching cannabis for over 50 years. There's there's a documentary on YouTube. I the guy's name slipping my mind. I'm having a hard time gathering my thoughts today because I'm battling a massive migraine. So Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so, so I've been kind of just just struggling, but it's it's starting to subside a little bit. But um yeah, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but there's the documentary is amazing. Anybody with any kind of questions should watch it. Um, I know, I know there's been a lot of funding going to Israel to research it, which is great. Like they do amazing research down there, but there's this roadblock in the United States because it's a schedule one controlled substance and we're not really allowed to research it. So if we were allowed to research it, the, the Delta 8 thing I was talking about, we could we could dive in and do some research on that. But there's there's roadblocks with Delta 8. So now you've got the, the Utah Medical Cannabis Program guinea pigging on patients and it could potentially be a lawsuit. You know, when when I when I see Utah Patients Coalition pushing Delta 8 off of their page, there there could be some repercussions in the future from that like delta eight it's it's a newer thing it's it's been around for a little while but i mean it's i think more studying needs to be done on delta eight we we already know about delta nine the benefits um but we we sadly we have to look to other countries to get that data because so you're in your opinion i think it's really interesting when uh presidents and I know that the president of Canada has recently wanted a bill to, to go forward just to make marijuana legal. I, I, in my opinion, I think it would be nice to maybe um, allow it to be researched prior to doing something like that, right? Allow yeah. for more research here in our country um, to see the uses, the benefits, the different strains, all of those types of things. I think that would be very beneficial. One of my, I call him a son from another mom, works at a marijuana um, uh, farm up in Oregon where they do, you know, part of the purpose of the farm is research up there. So I think that some research is being done, but certainly not widespread, right? So I think you're right that a lot more research could be done. I looked up on YouTube here as the grandfather of cannabis research, Dr. Mechelum. Does that sound yeah. right? Uh-huh. 
Dr. Mechelum on YouTube, and it looks like it's a documentary, maybe an hour long. Is that the one you're referring to? Yeah, great, great documentary. Fantastic. So, um, so I'd be interested in seeing more about that. And for those of you, it's on YouTube, Dr. Mechelum, the grandfather of marijuana out of Israel, and sounds like he's got a lot of research on that. So what is the current state of affairs in the state of Utah with medical marijuana? Right now, uh, patients aren't able to afford anything. Um, it's, it's astronomically expensive. We had angel donors, so we, we had people mailing us Rick Simpson oil. We had, we had somebody here, and he, he wants me to talk about him, but he doesn't want me to mention his name, which I would never do anyways. But it's kind of like the guy that was taking care of my wife and getting her what she needed in her last days. But I, I still see patients using their plug, staying on, staying on the legal side of things because they can't afford to medicate on the state side of things. And Utah Patients Coalition, I, you know, they're, they're doing subsidies and that's just catering to industry. When you're, when you're like, when you know that the industry is inflating the prices and they're very jacked. Looks like we've got a little bit and of an I, internet problem. Uh, so you, you cut out for just a minute, Nate, if you could repeat that. Utah Parent Patients Coalition. Yeah, so so basically they're like Des was on my wall yesterday talking about subsidizing for patients. Well, that's great and all, but that's it seems like it's just people catering to industry because the prices are so hyperinflated. Not all patients are going to get that subsidy for to to medicate. So there's there's going to be a lot of patients that are losing out. I think what needs to happen in Utah is there needs to be a push to push back on pricing. Patients need to push back. They deserve better. You know, it's I've I've seen what patients go through, and not just my wife since I dove into this space and dove into the unsheltered Utah thing. I've, I've seen a lot of things and I've seen a lot of human suffering and all I'm trying to do is mitigate that. And I would like to see that pricing go down. So it's more accessible for patients because insurance isn't covering it. There's, there's really not a lot of patient protections put in place. People can be fired from their job for using cannabis and like, an employer in Utah can't go, oh, you use Oxycontin? Oh, you use benzodiazepine? Like, <laughs> but they can with marijuana. They can fire you. If you have medical marijuana card, they can fire you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's up at the to the employer's discretion. And originally, they were going to protect that. And then they're talking about, we're going to protect state employees. I, I can't say who, but I talked to a police sergeant that on the phone, because I had an incident um, where where I had to contact law enforcement. Um, I he was wondering where he heard my name, and he realized it was from the cannabis space. He broke his back at work. He wants to use cannabis as an alternative, but he says if he has like any active like THC metabolite, well, even inactive THC metabolite in his bloodstream, he's going to lose his job. 
he's Even like with a medical have... card. Yeah, and he he can't get one in law enforcement. So. Oh, he can't get one. I see. Yeah, I I don't think we're doing enough to protect patients. I I know a lot of people, um, firefighters. I I know a firefighter that wants to use it because he's got job related PTS PTSD and he can't use it, but he knows it it helped him with that because he he tried it. So so it sounds like we have a lot more research to do to back up so that there so that some of these options might be available for people who feel like it's been beneficial to them. But I will do the caveat again and saying it's not beneficial for everyone. It doesn't work the same for everyone. Some people can become more depressed on it. Some people can become more anxious on it. And so, you know, it's not one that I'm, I'm ready to say it's super beneficial for everybody, but I think it is beneficial for some if their body is predisposed and that's bet that's better than Oxycontin addiction. Right. I appreciate so much you being on the show. We're out of time already. I can't believe it, Nate. We've had guest Nate Kazarian on the show today talking about medical marijuana and could it be beneficial for our mental health? I think what it boils down to is we need more research on it. You've been listening to the Dr. Marcy Show on the Path Forward Utah. Spend a 